Hey everybody, this is Matthew Soltisiak and you're listening to Not The Same Old Lions Podcast. Using my sports casting background, I speak with a variety of guests and interview key players to gain more insight on what makes this team go. As the Detroit Lions enter a new gritty era, we'll look beyond just the kneecaps when it comes to the analysis. Welcome to another episode. In today's episode, we're having a discussion on the upcoming NFL Draft. A little extra add-on to the episode from earlier in the week, revisiting the possible picks we want to see, we want to be avoided, and what we think the Lions might actually be doing. I'm joined today by James Cook, senior sports writer for the Traverse City Record Eagle. You can also hear him on the Get Around podcast. It drops on Mondays. Great to have you here, James. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. You know, I really wanted to do this extra episode because you and I, we have dove deep in the past about the roster, the talent that was in the free agency pool and stuff coming out in the draft. And, you know, I really need to have your input before draft day happens. And and that's right here, right now. So we started with the fun stuff. Talk about what we wanted to have happen in the draft. That first pick, the Lions are at number six. If you are the GM of Detroit, what would you love to have happen? I guess the best case scenario for the Lions would be four quarterbacks to go in the first five picks. I don't think that's going to happen necessarily, but, uh, you know, then they're sitting there at six. I, I actually, I mean, it wouldn't be bad if three quarterbacks go in the first five picks. Three would be amazing. Three would be probably maybe the best scenario because then you've got maybe a team that wants one of those, that fourth quarterback, because there's a big drop off between those top four and the next quarterback who is probably Hendon Hooker. Yep. And, you know, so then maybe you have somebody like maybe say Atlanta who says we want to jump up ahead of Las Vegas, who also may be in the market for a quarterback and, you know, Lions could trade back two picks, maybe pick up a second or a, or a third and something else, you know, and, and pick up some extra picks, still get a player that I think fits into what they want or need and, and pick up some extra picks. I, I think they would do that in a heartbeat if the opportunity presents itself whether it presents itself, I don't, I don't know, but, um, you know, and there's, and there's suddenly become questions about some of those other guys that'll be there at six, you know, because I mean, you know, Will Anderson is probably not going to be there. Um, he's, he's the only guy I think for sure, other than the quarterbacks, that's going to go in the top five. And then after that, you've got, you know, Tyree Wilson and Jalen Carter, both are guys that would fit needs for the Lions on the defensive line, but also both have big questions. Carter with, uh, you know, some red flags, some legal issues and stuff. And and his his pro day wasn't great. Right. And then Tyree Wilson, you know, just reports coming out fairly recently that he has a Liz Frank injury on his foot, which is a big uh, red flag because those injuries can linger for a long time. Yes, they can. And they can definitely affect your play and development and then even slow down the process of which you make an impact with the team. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, they require surgery. Apparently he's already had surgery and, you know, but the, it looks like the, the, depending on the severity of what they had to do in the surgery, the, you know, the rehab and, and stuff could lead into the season. Well, well, it's interesting. My, my ideal situation actually is the same. I would love the Lions to somehow be able to trade back just a few spots, but in that scenario, somehow still get a guy like Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. Now, with the Raiders picking right behind Detroit, and I think there's another team that needs a defensive back right behind them, Witherspoon might not be there. But I love the idea of just trading back a little bit, 
Of those three guys you named up front on the defensive line, I think we all agree Will Anderson would be the amazing guy to get, but you probably have to trade up to get him, and I'm not so sure I want to do that. Yeah, I don't really, I mean, Brad Holmes did that last year to get Jamison Williams, but I don't know how much he's going to be wanting to trade up. Uh, you know, the Lions have some extra picks this year, but it's not like they're, you know, sitting on just a boatload of draft picks. So if there's one player to come away with at the six, seven, eight pick spot, who is it that you would like to see become a Detroit Lion? Uh, you know, I'd be uh, Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon, like you mentioned, at corner would both be good fits. Jalen Carter fits the need if the Lions are comfortable with him. I I just have a hunch that that he's a no, that they're going to kind of pass on him. Well, I, one thing I've heard is maybe his work ethic might actually be a question mark too. Yeah. And that seems to kind of be the opposite of what the Lions want. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and there's, and there's other guys who maybe don't have quite as much pure talent as Jalen Carter, but, uh, don't have the other question marks and some other things that you can get a little bit later in the draft and basically get almost the same kind of player guys like Kalijah Kansi, the defensive end from, uh, Northwestern. Yeah. I'm not going to take a chance on pronouncing his name. You know, so there's some guys that at 18 you could maybe get that are almost the same as a, as a Carter, even maybe a little bit later with, you know, with that second round pick the Lions have. So if we are later in the first round, that second pick, there's been a lot of talk. The Lions are already asking people who might be interested in moving up to it. The Lions might want to move back from 18, but let's just say they stay at 18 or right around that spot. Who's someone you like later in the first round? Uh, I think that if B. John Robinson is still there at 18, that the Lions will look long and hard at him. I, I just think that having, you know, they signed David Montgomery to a three-year contract. You, if you draft Robinson in the in the first round, you get a, you get him for five years if you want. And just having that pairing of running backs with the fact that the Lions love to run the ball and want to run the ball and be able to just grind the clock down in second halves if they have the lead. That would be just a great pairing at running back. It's funny. It yeah. seems that Bijan Robinson is a fan favorite already. He, I, I'm in love with him. Other people I've talked to are mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, if we could add a guy like this to our offense, it would be great. We obviously know the debate about whether you grab a running back in the first round or not. Are we better off having a defensive tackle and a defensive back in the first round versus taking a running back? But the talent level of Bijan Robinson seems to be a very unique skill set. And it seems like he could take our offense to a different level. I honestly, I don't even know if he'll be there at 18. I don't think he will be. I'm not sure that he will be either. I think, you know, he's the he's the darling of the draft so far. Like the the name that people are talking about most, I think, other than the quarterbacks at this point. And the reason why they're talking about the quarterbacks is they're debating which one of them are good or not. But B. John Robinson, it is almost near unanimous that he is head and shoulders the best running back in this draft and maybe in several drafts. But you've also got now maybe the need for another receiver. And there's going to be some pretty decent ones there at, at 18. I've seen some mocks even have Dalton Kincaid, the tight end, um, to the Lions at, at 18. And I, I think that's a little a little high. I don't think the Lions will go tight end. Well, and it's a very deep class for tight ends. You can get a quality mm-hmm. guy in the second round, maybe even the third. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is a pretty good deep draft at tight end. Uh, it's one of the deeper positions, I think, overall in the draft. I mean, you're looking at guys like, uh, you know, Schoonmaker from Michigan is, is somebody who you're looking at third round, maybe. I mean, I've seen some mocks have him in the second, but a lot of the third and fourth round, 
And I mean, and I think he'll be a solid NFL tight end. Well, I don't know if he'll last to the middle of the second round, but Darnell Washington out of Georgia seems prototypical for the mm-hmm. Lions. I mentioned this before with his size. That yeah. would just be amazing. Now, do, do I don't want them to take one in the first round for sure. I still think James Mitchell has a lot of upside, but I wouldn't be yes. shocked if they took one in the second round and maybe possibly an offensive lineman in the second round. What are some yeah. of your second round thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know I like James Mitchell's potential too. I mean, he I think he's the seam stretcher you need at tight end. You know, he's the guy who can get downfield and actually make big plays at tight end. He's not the greatest blocker in the world, but he's not bad either. Um, so he's not like one of those tight ends who is one dimensional and tips your hand to what you're doing. All right, well, let's move on to the middle rounds. You know, rounds three and later. What are some spots, maybe even some players that you would like the Lions to address? Um, you know, there's some guys that are going to be available that I think fit their needs and, and, and guys that I think will be a reason why they kind of skip on other positions maybe earlier in the draft. And, you know, I think linebacker is really strong in the second round. There's a lot of good linebackers in the second round. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go linebacker there if they want to. But in the third round, you still got guys like, uh, you know, Ivan Pace from Cincinnati. Uh, if they don't, because there's only a handful of linebackers, I think you were going to go in the second round. If you if you miss out on those guys, you still can get a guy like Pace. Um, you could still maybe get the the running back from Pittsburgh if they don't get Bijan Robinson, and apparently they really like him as well. Well, and that makes a lot of sense to bring a linebacker in, considering where we are. We don't have a lot of depth at the linebacker position. Yeah, yeah. I mean, behind you know those what top three guys they got, you know, there's just not a whole lot. Um, you know, some other guys, there's some pretty good corners in the third round, like, uh, Julius Brents, I think might be there. Tyreek Stevenson could be there in the third round if they don't get one of those top corners at number six. Do you think DJ Turner lasts that long? Third, fourth? Maybe, maybe third. Yeah. Keanu Benton is another one of those defensive linemen who I think could be, you know, is a scheme fit for them and could be there in the third round. I've seen some mocks where he's kind of creeping up a little bit. I think a wide receiver, I think would definitely be in play somewhere I think in the first four rounds, they're probably going to take a wide receiver. I, I, I think just because they got to have somebody to replace Jamison Williams now for the first six games and it doesn't hurt. I thought they were going to take a wide receiver before for depth. So did I, but now it's now it's a little bit more of a, a need. Well, I do think that the lions, like you said, were probably thinking and leaning towards drafting a wide receiver at some point in this draft anyway. Mm-hmm. And Jamison Williams gets the headlines for the suspension but Quintus Cephas was a death spot that had a lot of potential, who's now completely gone. I do think the Lions will take at least one receiver in the draft. I'm expecting it to be mid to late round still. You know, a guy like Rashi Rice out of SMU could be a good one. There's a few of them out there. I just want them to grab somebody along with a running back. If they don't take Bijan Robinson in the first, I want them to take somebody in rounds two, three, or four. Just another talent to add to that running back room. I already think it's pretty solid, but we also want to plan for mm-hmm. the future and for contingencies of injuries. Yeah. And then another linebacker that uh, I, f- I forgot to mention before that is a possibility is uh, Penny Sewell's younger brother, Noah, who, who's like a third round type linebacker. But yeah, there's, there's a bunch of wide receivers. Uh, Nathaniel Dell is another one that I kind of like. He's more like Amon Ross St. Brown than a lot of other receivers because he was played kind of he, he people see him as a slot receiver okay but i think he can be like that Amon Ra type player where you can put him wherever well and then also let me throw a couple other wide receivers out there i think it's jalen reed from michigan state he's got some speed he could be pretty good and then 
I don't know if you have an opinion on Dante Demas from Maryland. He was injured two years ago with his ACL. He came back last year, had an okay year, but a little lackluster. I think he's a guy that could be found later in the draft and might actually exceed expectations. Yeah, and those are the kind of players that you've seen that Holmes has looked for late in the draft. Guys like Mitchell last year, they got him way low because he was coming off an ACL. I mean, he was a guy who coming into the into the draft, had he been healthy and not torn his ACL last year, probably like a second round pick. That's a big drop. And yeah, so he dropped to the fifth. Though you know, those are the guys that he looks to find a value on. He tries to guy find guys late in the draft that that other teams are overlooking because of an injury, or over other teams are overlooking because of one one flaw, maybe well, that he thinks is not going to matter. Like Rodriguez, like the only if you look at Rodriguez's college's tape. The only flaw in his game was that he was short. At the combine, he wasn't as tall as other guys. Well, and then you also brought up James Mitchell. If he really had a second round grade and we got him in the fifth round or sixth round, that tells you the potential that's there for this coming year, which is why it really doesn't seem logical that the Lions would draft a tight end in the first round. No, I think they think they have one of their definite centerpieces at tight end in James Mitchell. And then Brock Wright proved that he was a completely serviceable NFL tight end last season, maybe even above average, uh, you know, and Shane Zilstra was a, a guy that as a third tight end did not hurt you. For sure. Uh, they might look to upgrade from that and have, you know, a three-headed monster kind of at tight end. So looking at the draft, is there anything you want them to avoid? Anything that you're like, please if anything, do not do this, Detroit Lions and Brad Holmes. The first thing that comes to mind is don't draft a quarterback at six. But I don't think that's going to happen because, you know, they've kind of already tipped their hand and said, you know, Jared Goff is our guy. The salary cap is going to explode in the next couple of years, which is perfect timing for the Lions to be able to sign him to an extension and be able to absorb it. And I also don't think he's going to get, you know, the Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson contract. Something more closer to Daniel Jones, which is higher than I think it should be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it will be something maybe in that ballpark if they if they sign him to an extension. But you got to remember that Jared, I think people think that Jared Goff is older than he is. And, and he's not. I mean, he's he's still pretty much in his prime. He's, he's shown that he can win with weapons around him. He, you know, he's been to a Super Bowl already. He's young. He's had good luck with avoiding injuries. So the mileage you know, isn't necessarily there. Uh, you know, he doesn't run a lot, so he doesn't get banged up and hurt, you know. So, I mean, if you would ask me when the Lions made that trade, if I thought Jared Goff was the quarterback of the future, I would have said absolutely not. I didn't, you know, I, I had only, I only got to see him a couple times a season maybe in some primetime games or something. Yep. And, uh, you know, and then when I see a team give up on a quarterback, I usually just think that that's, that's a, a red flag. But his play last season, like, changed my mind. Yeah, there's all kinds of opportunities because we still need to add the into the backup situation, if not one, potentially two backup mm-hmm. quarterbacks. I, I do hope we draft one, but I would not rule out us either trading for somebody else's backup or, st- or still signing a free agent like Teddy Bridgewater. And they'll see after the draft, did they address backup quarterback or not? You know, did they draft a, a Hendon Hooker later or, you know, uh, uh, Thompson from UCLA, who's another later round, I think, development quarterback who I could totally see the Lions taking, and I'd be very happy with if they got him in the sixth round. I see him go sixth, seventh round. Like you, I don't want the Lions to take a quarterback early. 
I, I really don't. I don't think that fits mm-hmm. the thing. But here's the thing. What if somehow, some way, Anthony Richardson falls to the number six spot? Because while he might have the lowest floor, he has the highest ceiling of those top four quarterbacks. I said there's a slight chance, a sliver of a chance, the Lions could actually draft him at six if he's sitting there. Not that I'm saying I want that to happen, but do you think there's a chance? I think there's a chance, yeah. Um, the Lions could just view this number six pick as a, just a completely bonus pick, which it is, essentially. I mean, when you made that trade with the Rams, you were expecting this pick to be in the 20s. And you were expecting your own pick to be at six, maybe. Right, yeah, that makes <laughs> a lot of sense. And, and it turned out the exact opposite. So, I mean, a lot of times teams, when they have those what they consider bonus or free picks – that's when you swing for the fences and maybe they, maybe they do that. I don't, I don't, I'm not convinced that they'll do that, but it could also depend on whether they are successful at having a trade down option. If, if they're, if they're out on Carter, if they're out on Tyree Wilson, you know, are they okay with sitting at six and taking a corner or do they want to swing for the fences with Anthony Richardson, maybe even Will Levis, I guess at six, uh, I still think Dar- I think still think Will Levis is. I, I, I predicted this, and my reasoning on this, I said Will Levis would would be the number one pick, was solely based on the on the thing that Carolina's new head coach Frank Reich in his in his all of his coaching years in the NFL has never coached a running quarterback. Interesting perspective. He has always had pocket passers. The NFL comparison is Josh Allen, but I think that's way way premature. I agree with that. I mean, it's just size and and all that, but so. It'll be interesting to see what the what the quarter how the quarterbacks go. Well, there's uh, so know. many more variables in front of the Lions this year than there were last year because a we were only at number two, now we're at six, but now there's mm-hmm. multiple quarterbacks who will go before the Lions. Where last year there weren't going to be any in the top ten. Yeah, and and just sitting there, I mean, obviously the best best case scenario it, to me is trade back, acquire more assets, get one of the players that you still want. A couple of picks later, maybe those assets give you the ammunition to trade up from 18. I think there's more moving parts in the top 10 this year in the NFL, even if teams just stayed where they were, if there was no trades. I would agree because there's so much flexibility and variability with the quality of players coming out this year. Yeah. And you've gotten to the point where most, most general managers, at least the good ones, do not necessarily draft for need anymore. They draft the best player athlete in the team you know even if you have a hole at guard and there's a guard there but you have this linebacker you have graded way higher you take the linebacker and then you sign a free agent guard that you can plug in that spot for a year and then hope to get a guard next year or in the next round of the draft or or whatever i still remember one year mike shanahan had a glaring need at wide receiver so he took a wide receiver late in the first round and he said he drafted based on need, which he didn't normally do. That receiver did not work out. And he said, that's the last time I'm going to draft just based on need. I'm taking the best player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can fill needs in free agency. You can fill holes that way. And rookies, you don't exactly, you have a good idea, hopefully, of who they are, but you don't know. And you, like you said, you're drafting on that ceiling. So other things to avoid. I don't want the Lions to draft somebody that's got character issues or work ethic issues. I think most Lions fans agree with that. Mm-hmm. I'm hesitant on trading up just because it would take a lot of our resources away if we were to move up from six. Yeah. Um, but 
What do you, any other thoughts on what you think the Lions might do? I, I think they're going to go defense with the first two picks in the first round. I think so. It, it depends on, you know, like I said, best, best player available. But if they're, if they're drafting for need, if they're drafting for fits, you know, defense is obviously where they can upgrade their roster. You know, I've seen a lot of people mocking uh, Peter Skaronsky, uh, the guard from Northwestern, um, to the Lions at 18. I've seen a lot of mock drafts that have him go way higher than that. And some people, some teams that have, or some they have him going in the top ten. I've heard at least one offensive lineman might go in the top five. It would be, yeah, it would be good um, if there's two quarterbacks there at number six. That's not necessarily good as good for trading down. But if if an offensive line, if offensive tackle or somebody goes in the top five, then somebody else has fallen, and then somebody else might think that oh, there's value at six for this person. Well, this draft is going to be very interesting. There's going to be lots of moves, uh, lots of changes, I'm sure, with people trading up, trading down. Any Anything that you're most looking forward to or any bold predictions you'd like to share before we get out of here? Um, I don't know. Well, the Levis one was probably – it's unlikely to come true, but it was just – it was just my weird prediction, I guess, you know, that, that that Frank Reich would like Levis because he fits his style more than other quarterbacks. It, it, it'll be completely interesting to see what the Panthers do at number one. Like you don't who, think Bryce Young's a lock? I, the only thing, the only reason I don't think that Bryce Young is a lock is just because of his, of the obviously not the knock that everybody has on him, which, is his, which is his size. Do I believe that that's a, a thing? I mean, I don't know. Look at the career that Russell Wilson's had in the NFL. Um, last year aside, of course, yep. no, but a great <laughs> career up until then, you know. And so I don't know that that's the biggest knock in the world. He played in more of a pro style offense, so I like that. That's another thing that Levis has going for him. He played in a pro style offense every year, you know. And everybody points out to his stats being worse last year, but he they that team lost like everybody. Well, look at the talent he was around, right? Look exactly. at his offensive line compared to the Ohio State and Alabama offensive lines, as well as skill position players. So mm-hmm. something could even be said for a player who doesn't have that in their system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In his junior year, when, when he had a better team around him, and then a lot of those players left, uh, you know, he was he was phenomenal. That's when people were talking about him being the number one overall pick maybe next year or this year. So, but... Uh, I don't have any bold predictions. Well, I mean, the boldest is I, I think Bijan Robinson is gone before 18. If he's there at 18, I will be very surprised. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I, you know, I've seen some uh, some mock drafts. Some of the prognosticators have had, you know, the, the Bears taking him at nine, the Eagles taking him at 10. And I think that's probably about as high as he would go. Well, and if you draft somebody, a running back in the top 10, you're paying them a significantly higher amount of money. And therefore, it doesn't make as much sense either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting for him later. Getting him at 18. That would be the sweet spot. Much better value uh, and everything. So if if that happened, I would be completely cool with that. I think that the Lions offense would just be phenomenal with him there. I think Lions fans are hoping that general manager Brad Holmes has been listening to them because while the NFL says one thing, many Lions fans seem to want B. John Robinson even though we already have a pretty solid running back room, we've talked about it, and we want to kind of take it to another level, mm-hmm. and that could happen. But I think you have to look at, De- at DeAndre Swift as somebody who's just here for this year and then is gone. And there's I, rumors I, that I doubt, we might trade him. I, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, if they drafted Bijan Robinson, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they traded him during the draft for a pick um, or even afterwards for a pick next year. 
Probably wouldn't get a whole lot, but you could probably get something—a third or a fourth, maybe yeah. a fourth. Yeah, I think you get a—you could get a fourth, maybe third, depending on the team. Um, I mean, he's still a productive back, and at worst, is a very, very good third-down receiving back who can be a, a big weapon for a you know, creative offensive coordinator. Yeah, I think getting getting Bijan Robinson at some point in the first round would kind of help alleviate that loss of uh, Jamison Williams for six games, in, in that he's such a, a very good receiver. He, he has already demonstrated that. That's something he can do and do very, very well. And even at times lined up in the slot and people see him as being able to do that in the NFL, you motion him out into the slot, get him on a linebacker, and that's not a fair matchup. <laughs> well, and that's actually my my theory on how the Jamison Williams thing affects the NFL draft for the Lions is I don't think they draft a wide receiver earlier, but I think it increases the chance that they maybe draft another playmaker on the offense, which could be B. John Robinson could be a tight end just to put another playmaker out there to help fill part of the void. But then mm-hmm. when the void comes back, you're not pushing somebody else down on the depth chart. Yeah. Now you, ha- now you have a built-in strength, you hope. No. You have a built-in strength, and then you have another strength coming when, when Jameis Williams comes and adds another dimension to that offense. Well, now we're close enough to the draft that people are counting it down by the hours to start this thing out. So why don't we wrap the thing up here? James, thanks so much for joining the show and sharing all that insight. Mm -hmm. No problem. Thank you. And thank you folks so much for tuning in. Please subscribe to Not The Same Old Lions podcast to get alerts about new episodes. Also follow the show on Twitter at Matt Soltisiak. You can also check it out on YouTube. And until next time, stay gritty, my friends. (laughs) 